our kids are looking at us and and they're like, okay, I don't ever see mom and dad pray, or very seldom. I don't see them reading their Bible. They're just like me. They're, they're, they're sitting around with a phone in their hand all the time, or, the, or they're you know watching TV, or they're whatever. And so can we really expect our young people, our, our kids to do something that we're not doing ourselves? Welcome to another episode of Real Time Truth, where in 19 minutes you're going to hear a biblical perspective on things you deal with every day in your home, work, church, and in the surrounding culture. I'm Matthew McNeil. I'm Pastor Kevin Brown. Thanks for joining us. And last time we, we left off talking about we're, we're wanting to build into our children this heart to serve the Lord, to yeah. pursue Him with their lives, mm-hmm. that by the time that they've reached that, as you kept referring to last time, the 80 or 90 years of their life, what will we have wanted them to accomplish? Yeah. And so, and that's not, it's more than a fantastic career. It's more than, it's more than buildings named after them or, yep. um, or just a comfortable life. Yeah. It is a life spent running after Jesus. Yeah. We talked about, um, and this will segue us into this edition. We talked about the fact that we have to model mm-hmm. this type of lifestyle for our kids uh, they're not going to do the things that we're not willing to do ourselves. Um, so if we're never praying, uh, we're never reading scripture. Um, if if we're um, constantly on our phones, um, how are they themselves going to do anything that's hard in their lives when they seldom see us do those type of things? And one of the things that we've talked about, um, and, and, and it's really part of the DNA of who we are here at Mount Pleasant, is this whole idea of rite of passage. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, you know, there's all kinds of rites of passage. We have graduating from high school. We have getting your license and, you know, all kinds of different Life's things. Life milestones. Exactly. Here at Mount Pleasant, what we chose to do and what we felt the Lord leading us to do, you know, some 15 years ago now, um, was... Create a way to mark a season of time in the lives of our young people so that they and, and, and the parents see that the spiritual things need to take front and center. I call it a Jesus season. And so often what we do with our lives as, as families is we compartmentalize the things of God. And, and so that's, that's never how Jesus wanted it to be. Um, you don't just do Jesus on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You don't just do Jesus uh, when you're doing a devotion. You do Jesus all the time. And so you can, you can teach and train all the time. You're always looking for teachable moments mm-hmm. with your kids, looking for opportunities that come along the way that you can help teach and train your kids to do the hard things. And if that's, honestly, if that's how you engage life, then it's not going to be hard to find those times. That's right. I mean, you're going to see them all the time. And when I, and j- this thought just hit me with rite of passage. You know, you were talking about life's mile markers, you know, when they, you know, you graduate from this or you get your license and all that. But in a, in a real way, what we do here with rite of passage is we actually remove all the mile markers. Yeah. And we treat your spirituality like it's something that's part of every day. Yeah. And that it's not something that's just part of your life when you reach a certain age. Yeah. But, I mean, we have kids who, I say kids, uh, we have teens 
who serve all throughout our church in all kinds of roles, whether it's back behind the sound desk running the cameras, yeah. whether they're out there with the hospitality team uh, serving up coffee and, and, and sweets. Um, they're really good. Come back and try some yeah. um, back there at the hospitality station or if it's uh, the, the greeters. Mm-hmm. out there just greeting people as they come in. And one thing I love to see is parents and kids serving together yeah. on ministry teams. Yeah. I think that's such a powerful thing. And again, as we talked about last time, modeling the behavior that we yeah. expect out of our kids. And not only that, but actually having expectations yeah. of their spirituality and their their desire to just not just be occupied with this. Yeah, the phone. But yeah. to be able to actually step out and do, yeah. to perform for Jesus. Yeah, it's so cool to look up on stage and see mm-hmm. in our praise team, uh, there's a 14-year-old playing the keyboard. Um, you know, a lot of churches, they're not allowed, not until they're 18 or older. Again, I'm not casting stones to other churches, but I'm like, well, they stick them off in some you know, youth praise team in another building. You know, but where in Scripture do you ever find that 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 there are age groups segregated? It's it's not there. We mm-hmm. do it because we've got this model from the the school system that we segregate. But that's not. We're one family in Scripture. Mm-hmm. We're we're the one body of Christ, and so um, we we've got the kids that are. I said, we call them young adults here that are serving in these capacities. You can see a mom greeting people in one of our entrances with her two daughters standing beside of her. Mm-hmm. And that and they'll always have those memories of serving alongside a, a, a parent. One of the things that we really push here, and we want to talk about in this episode, mm-hmm. is the mission work. Yeah. Um, I, I'll tell you, um, just as a personal kind of sidebar here, um, growing up here, I'm, I'm, I'm pastoring the church I grew up in, um, we didn't do mission work. I mean, we gave money, mm-hmm. okay? We gave money to uh, Annie Armstrong at Easter and to Lottie Moon at mm-hmm. Christmas and the cooperative program. I didn't know what that was, the cooperative program. What is that, like an Apple <laughs> co-op? I didn't even know what that meant. But that's what we did. But we didn't do mission trips, okay? We had a pastor that came along really when I was uh, in my 20s that said, we want to do mission work. And he began taking groups to Buffalo, New York. (laughs) And so we started, and it was really cool to watch this. So I come along now, and this line of pastors, Mount Pleasant's been going along since 1875, so one day I'll pass the baton and uh, as far as me running my mouth the most, we have three pastor elders here now. Um, I typically do the majority of the the, the teaching, but uh, um, we've continued that that mission minded focus, and we have said to families, we want you to participate in mission work as families. Yeah, not just have your kids go off on some trip to the beach with two or three chaperones. No, you actually go with families, your mom and dad on a trip. Say, for instance, we take groups to Mexico. We have a place down in, a, 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 in South Texas called Westlaco, Texas. We own a mission house down there. 
Uh, if you're interested to learn more about it, you can you can take your church. If you don't attend Mount Pleasant, you go to another church. You can we'll help you plan a trip to Westlaco, Texas. You go then into Mexico, and you mm-hmm. can see what it's like in literally it's another world, Matthew. I mean, you drive 20 minutes across the border. You come, you stay in Texas. Drive across the border. We work during the day. We're building churches. We're doing vacation Bible schools over in Mexico. And you can see what it's like in another place that's like not like America, where people live very, very poor lifestyles. And and I watch my kids. I take my kids. My, we've I, All of our family is gone. And you start seeing your kids go, just seeing the look on their faces, wow. Wow, they're they're living in wow, Dad. That's really like a that, that that that's a house. Yeah, I mean a house that is so modest. Honestly, I wouldn't park my you know lawnmower in it. And that's how people are living. And all of a sudden, you start seeing in your kids' eyes, hey, I've got it pretty good. Yeah. And we do mission work in the Philippines. We've done mission work. I've taken my kids to Ethiopia. Um, I, I remember taking Katie when she was 13 years old. Talk about doing what's hard. To I mean, you can't get there from here, Ethiopia. Um, and it was a very difficult time. I actually got sick on one of the trips, and uh, and and Katie was I think 13 at the time. And um, she points back to that. Um, if she's ever dealing with something hard, she'll say, "Yeah, that I've been to Ethiopia. I can handle this." And you start watching what happens in a young person's life when you place them in situations where it is difficult. Um, this summer, we're, we're not able to go because of the COVID situation. But last summer, I'm in Mexico. I'm with Andrew, my son. He's 14 years old. And we're laying block for um, a man uh, in, in a church um, in Mexico. And it's hot and it's dusty, and it's just difficult. And I'm seeing the sweat on his face, and I'm seeing we're working so hard, we're trying to take a, a hand trowel and putting what we call mud, you know, on the block and trying to set it, flip the block over before the mud falls off and set it on a wall and running a, a string line. And Andrew and I talk about that a lot. We talk about... um what a neat experience that was. Mm. And he has those memories in his, I think, the core of who he is. So that um, this past um, April, uh, my one of my daughters, uh, Candace, um, who's been to the Philippines many times, uh, said, Dad, I want to go to the Philippines. I know you're not going to be able to go, but would it, I'll t- I'll, Clara wants to go. Clara at the time was 14. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good with that. Pastor Dale's going. Another pastor's going. That'll be great. And I'm like, wow. Finally, I'm seeing now my kids, they've got, they've got this, the, the fever, so to speak. It's their own initiative. It's their own initiative. It's like it's in their DNA now. I want to go to the Philippines. I want to go work. I want to go teach and sing in these schools. Where they're like, Can you believe it? They're allowed to go into the schools in the Philippines and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And they want to go do that. Whether I, 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 I'm not making them go there. I mean, they want to go. And that's what I'm, that's, that's the whole third John four. 
I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Mm. But you've, we have to, mom and dad, we have to expose our kids to these things. And so you have to make choices. And so you have to decide, okay, there's only so much time that I've got with my kids that I can do this. Okay, so w- would one summer vacation, you say, okay, we're not going to go to the beach. We're going to go on a mission trip together. Because it's money. It's time. It's an investment. But, but we, we want our kids to be well-rounded. But is it just to the fun stuff? Mm. Is it, w- w- would we make the investment to do something hard, even for a family, to say, yeah, I want, I want, my ki- I want to experience with my kids, my, my children, what it's like to be on the mission field. Because I want them to, and it's going to be hard. It's going to be hot. It's going to be, the food's not going to be something that, they're, that they normally eat. They're not going to get the same amount of sleep that they're normally going to get. But, but what will we do that's actually hard, that's going to, that's going to make our kids um, grow because of the experience? Well, and the, some of the things that you've described, I, I remember we were talking about this earlier with you and about how when you were sick in Ethiopia and how Katie prayed and yeah. how it was, it was, it was scary because you had gotten dysentery yeah. from drinking some bad water. And that was a, that was a scary time. Now, some parents would look at that and say, that's getting close to like endangering a youth. Mm-hmm. But I would argue, no, not at all. Right. I would say that the, that the person who would put that thought out there would be getting close to actually shielding their kid from formative experiences. That's it. We're so afraid of our kids having to do something that's hard because we're almost afraid that um, we let fear rule us. Well, it's like, yeah, what if they get hurt? Yeah. What if something happens? What if, what if? And it's like, what if you just let them be in God's hand? Exactly. Because that's where, yeah. I mean, if you are if you are following God and you are, and I'm, I'm not saying that if you're following God that everything in life is going to be perfect, but there's no safer place for you anywhere than in the center of God's will. Absolutely. And so if your goal is to find that and that's where you are, then don't worry. Yeah, I, I remember when uh, when when we were, when I was talking about taking Katie on that that very first trip um, to Ethiopia uh, that she went with me. The first trip I went, I didn't take uh, any of any of my kids. Um, but then when people started hearing, okay, you're taking your 13 year old to Ethiopia, um, isn't that dangerous? You A know, predominantly yeah yeah Muslim Muslim village villages and so forth. Uh, hard trip, mm-hmm. hard to get there. Um, but you know what, Matthew, Pam, and I prayed about it, and we felt like that this is what the Lord wanted us to do. And so I looked people in the eye and I said, you know what, I'd rather be with my daughter in Ethiopia in the will of God than to be out of the will of God here in Wilkesboro. Yeah. And so um, yeah, it wasn't easy. I got sick. Um, but there were other, you know, people there on the trip. Pastor Dale Jennings was there and mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Dave Black, a, the, one of the professors of New Testament and Greek down at Southeastern Seminary and his wife. And there were plenty of other people on the trip. But um, Katie, you know, had to experience watching her dad being sick and uh, God allowed that. And and yet I look back at what, what God did in Katie's life through that trip that experience, and, and Katie's written a book about it, 
um, and not just that experience, but she's written a, a book called The Unbroken Road. But that was a, a kind of one of the poignant moments of one of the chapters was um, that experience helped me to know Jesus mm. personally. It's not just my dad's faith. That's it. It's not just something that I've seen and experienced vicariously. I prayed to Jesus. I got on my knees in a hot, very, the room stunk because I was so sick. I was throwing up. I, there was, I mean, I'm being TMI here. There's diarrhea. I'm, I'm having to go to this, this, this hole in the ground. They're called shentabates in Ethiopia. Um, and there's just a hole in the ground and it's beside of a cattle stall. And it's just rough. It's just a it's just a hard thing. But then, but then to watch as 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 God helped me, uh, some ladies in the church came and prayed. Katie saw that, saw these these women that um, that just prayed like she had never seen people pray before. And she described. I, I was like not even lucid. And she described this experience in her book, and and to see what God did in her life and. Um, and now I watch my daughter, um, who's raising kids, three kids of her own, and I, I, I'm like, that experience made her who she is. Mm -hmm. And so it was hard, though. This is doing what's hard. And so, you know, we say, well, I, I want my kids to do hard things. I want them to make A's, and that's hard. And I want my kid to, um, he's really good at this sport, or she's really good at, at that instrument. Okay, all that's great, but 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 how are they going to grow spiritually unless we put them in places and in positions to where they're expected to do something that's outside of their comfort zone? Sure, I mean because if they, is for some reason we justify well, yeah, that's going to be hard for them to do to to earn this achievement in whether it's academics or athletics or whatever. Uh, but we say, well, you know, we do it anyway. It doesn't matter if it's hard. Or it doesn't matter if it's scary. But when it comes to something like this, yeah, in areas of spirituality, it's almost like we draw a line and say, is it worth it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we have to ask ourselves as we as we think about again the. Matthew, I'm so struck by the shortness and the brevity of the of the time span we actually have our kids. Mm -hmm. Okay, I've got I've got grand I've got three granddaughters now. I and I'm like I'm watching them grow, and I'm like, how in the world is my oldest granddaughter now five years old? I, I mean, where, how did that happen? Yeah. But but I've got a 25 year old daughter. I'm like, what in the world? How does this happen? And life is a vapor. Yeah. And so we have to seize, we have to seize life as we go, and we have to we have to look at this window of opportunity that we have with our kids, and we have to look at these summers that we have. You know, we're going to basically almost lose a summer this year because of COVID. You know, as far as like, I can't, we can't, we're not doing mission trips this year, at least not abroad. But how about here? What can we do here? Mm. What can we do for people here? What can, 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 you know, can we deliver food for the frontline workers, which we've done? Can we uh, help those um, at, we've done stuff at Samaritan's Purse? You know, how can we model for our kids that it's not about you? Mm -hmm. It's not about Kevin. It's not about me. It's about others. And model that 
in their lives so that they can see that we're doing things for others, not just for our own pleasure, not for our own comfort, not just for ourselves. That's so vital yeah. in raising kids to do hard things. Well, and it's, and it's experiences that will never be forgotten. That's it. That's it. One of the things, as we wrap this time up together, um, I, as a, as, a, as a pastor, as an elder as a, at, here at, at Mount Pleasant, a church I grew up in, um, I can say that I, I didn't understand myself what it actually looked like or, 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 well, I'll just say it that way, what it looked like to try to lead in my home a family that um, was not going to be like every, everyone else, like everybody else. Um, we, we're, my kids aren't going to maybe necessarily have what everybody else has because we're going to make investments that cost money. So when I'm trying to raise $1,000 so that, that my daughter can go with me to the Philippines, this means I'm going to say to her, Christmas is going to be a bit skimpy this year, dear. And, and she's like, after she's gone, she's like, yeah, I'm okay with that. But before she went, she's like, oh, oh. And I'm like, you have to trust me on this, Clara. You have to trust me on this. You're going to enjoy this. It's going to be hard. And it's hard. I mean, you're getting five hours of sleep in a, in a place that the air conditioner doesn't work good. And it's like that damp feeling like you can never get cool. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the food's not like what you're used, used to eating. And you you come back and you've lost six or seven pounds. And, and you've, you've fallen in love with peanut butter because you've taken a, a jar of it that you stick a spoon in to get your protein. And then your daughter looks at you the next Christmas and says, I want to go back, Dad. So I'm willing. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with almost nothing for Christmas because I want to go back to the Philippines because I experienced the Lord there. Mm. And, so, and how do you put a price tag on that? You can't. And, and, and I don't even know if, you, if you're listening to this or, or watching this, if you can even sense what I'm saying. Um, it's a spiritual thing. It is a spiritual thing that goes beyond um, money, it goes beyond um, anything I can even describe to you. I just, I just pray that the Holy Spirit might even be speaking and have spoken, you know, during this podcast as to what's really important. Um, the things that are hard in life um, are the things that I think are the sweetest. Yeah. Well, and to wrap up, I just I think of the analogy: whenever we're working out and we're strengthening our bodies, yeah. we 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 do it by lifting weights and by running by exert putting ourselves under pressure and you know and doing things that makes our heart feel like it's going to beat out of our chest yeah. not by watching tv on the couch and uh, and it's great to chill and hang out with your family in that way and whatnot but i'm saying when it comes to building up your body that way you put it under pressure why do we think that we are going to accomplish spiritual growth and and maybe even what you might call accelerated spiritual growth due to the the magnitude of an experience yeah, without doing something similar and yeah. putting that same kind of pressure on ourselves. We can't shield ourselves and we can't shield our kids from things that are difficult because those are the times that they're going to grow. It's the times that we're going to grow. And so, um, yeah, 
I mean, yeah. everything that you've said about the trips and the difficulty on that. I mean, I haven't gone on, uh, on a mission trip with the church yet, but I'm looking forward to it because yeah. I've been on mission trips with in other places before, and I know how formative they are. Yeah. And I look forward. I look forward as a parent to three kids of my own to be able to you know, take my, my oldest 10 right now to be able to take her yes. on a trip like that very, very soon. For her just to, to, to see someone else beside herself. Yeah. And to get tremendous perspective yeah. in life and just to see how the Lord can use her and, and how the Lord can use an experience to speak into her life as well. Amen. Those experiences are the ones that are life changing mm-hmm. and um, going to the beach and going to Disney and uh, my family, we love doing all those things, too. But um, you got to sprinkle in the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, then you're not going to have that well-rounded child. You're going to have a child that's uh, been entertained and had a lot of fun, but uh, may or may not really be um, the kind of adult that you had hoped for them to be unless you give them those opportunities. Well, thank you again for turning, tuning in to this episode of Real-Time Truth. I'm Matthew McNeil. I'm Pastor Kevin Brown. Thanks for joining us. Take care.